Why, hello there, everybody. Welcome to the Titletown Sports Podcast. How are you, Melissa? I'm great. How are you, Craig? Fabulous. Excellent. What a what a what a what a what a time to be alive. In the city of Boston, in anyways. The, in the city of Boston as a sports fan. Sun shining. For a minute there. Yeah. Uh, I felt like maybe the what I would consider the best time of year for sports, and in particular Boston sports, seemed it was it was hanging in the balance last week. Yeah. We had two series go to game sevens. Two game sevens. Could easily dictate our emotions. Oh, God. This week. If they both lost, I would have just, we, I mean. <laughs> just canceled the podcast. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> what is there that. to even talk about? I mean, we could, uh, I don't know. I mean. Would we talk about the Red Sox for six months? For I can't do that. Five I months straight? That. Yeah. Fuck that shit. We need to go a little deeper than the first round. Yeah. So uh, just to recap, we left you uh, last week before the Bruins game seven. And I think it was also before the Celtics game six. Yes. Which they subsequently lost. The yes. Bruins won, obviously. Uh, and then Celtics went to game seven as well. We also yeah. had the NFL draft oh. come and go throughout the last week. Big week. Yeah. Big week. And the Red Sox. Play Whatever. baseball. Yeah, so that's sure. cool, too. They'll keep doing that. They got 162 of them. We're uh, not missing anything <laughs> yet. <laughs> uh, you got any hot takes on the Game 7s? Well, I'll tell you, uh, that Bruins Game 7. I told you last week I don't like Game 7s because right. I don't like the anxiety right. surrounding them. Who does? And that game was anxiety-ridden. It was. If I remember my emotions correctly. It's yeah, hard I'm to trying s- to like reset myself <laughs> back. It's hard to separate one anxiety bout from another. But I do recall being very edge of my seat throughout that entire game yeah i mean it was swearing it was yelling one nothing tampa then eventually two one tampa then i think the biggest lead they had was four two no yeah. four three i don't know whatever but something. basically the, the bruins it were was, playing from behind all night yes yeah and then uh, i don't know something clicked between the second and third period and they came out and just started torching goals yeah that second Finally, period was uh, among the worst periods i've seen them play all year and i said on uh, like on twitter between periods i was like and again, I think it was, yeah, it was four, three at this point. And yeah. it was, I was, the Bruins Not have to follow good. up with one of their worst periods with, uh, of hockey all year with probably their best. Yeah. It wasn't and then like, Tori Krug scores and ties it. Pasternak yeah. gets the, uh, or the Jake DeBrus gets that go ahead goal on that little breakaway ish type thing. And away we go. Yeah. And it, it, going into that third period, it wasn't like, oh, they're turning it around. Like, I feel good. No, no, like, no, 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 no. I thought I was mother- saying again on Twitter, I, th- I was saying they should, Fucking start Hudobin in the third period. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were. You I were calling for it. Advocating so was for, Joe Haggerty. He sure was. Look at you hanging with the big dogs we had out the there. Same tweet at the same time. I know. He got a thousand <laughs> likes. I got like one. Yeah, I liked Thanks, it. Ma. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, they pulled that one out. I mean, that was like stepping back from the anxiety part of it. Like, great game. Yeah. The hell oh, of a game. Very exciting. Like, if you were a hockey fan and not invested in either team, yeah, you can't ask for more out of that matchup in game seven. Oh, it's fabulous. Like old school teams, old school rivalry, and Fantastic. they just like wire to wire. Crowd was great. Oh, yeah. They were into it. Yeah. Uh, even the crowd in Toronto, like they show those scenes outside of the Toronto mm. arena, and there is like a stadium's worth of people just fucking in the standing streets out in the cold. of Toronto. Yeah. yeah. And you know it's cold. It's always cold there. Yeah. It's Canada for Christ's sake. Fuck's sakes. <laughs> uh, my biggest takeaway from the Bruins game seven is that I am glad that all the young kids on the Bruins don't have like a fucking choke job on their resume. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Like if you think about, you know, from 
McAvoy, DeBrusque, even Pasternak, you know, like all these young players on the Bruins. I mean, even just like the, the you know, those are sort of the highlights. You've got fucking sure. Danton Heinen and Riley Nash and all these like, you know, yeah, they're just like the, 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 the Bruins of the presumably the next like couple years, hopefully more like it would have sucked for them to like right off the rip in their first playoff appearance for a lot of them to yes. have this like choke job. Because they lost in the first round last year. I wouldn't say they choked. They just lost to the Senators. Sure. And like yeah, it was pretty clear throughout that series that like they weren't the better team. So like whatever. They lost. No big deal. But like this being up 3-1, like that would have been a oh. bit of a choke. They're better than a first round exit this year, you know, overall. So I'm glad to see that like all the young players on the Bruins aren't like saddled with all this Bruins you know, all, the, all the, the history of failure from the fan base and all that stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's just been shitty. Yeah. All the Tommies from Southie yelling at them. Yeah. You know, it's looking at the team. It's hard to remember how young they are. And that mm. for many of them, this is a first playoff appearance, maybe a second, like for some of the guys that were on the right. team last year. But they, they've just established themselves so well. And I think where, you know, people talk about all the time, the difference between Bruce Cassidy and Claude Julian is like letting the young kids play and like get yeah. out there. And I think he did such a good job of that this year for better or worse. You kind of forget that they're like young and rookies. And like they have so much ceiling from yeah. here. They're just household names already right, 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 right. amongst Bruins fans. Right. And it, it's you're saying it and I'm like reflecting back like, Oh yeah, well maybe I should cut him a break. Cause yeah, I'm not I mean, one that cuts him a break. You forget yeah. that this is the first of many, like we, you know, 10 years from now, we might look back on like this playoff run yeah. as like, Oh, that was when we knew, you know, that Charlie McAvoy was the next Ray Bork. And like, but like, you know, but it's like you, when you're in it, it just feels like you're in it. And like, yeah. that's, you know, just game to game. Yeah. So yeah, I was just glad to see that all those young players don't get saddled with all that, like chokiness. If you think about it, on the other side of that too, like Austin Matthews, who's like the you know the the fucking second coming for for Toronto, he's oh, like yeah. their guy. I'm trying to think of like who the equivalent person on the Bruins would be, but like I don't know if they have like a singular. Yeah, I mean it would be like the closest thing would be like Bergeron because he's a forward. I would yeah. say McAvoy, but he's a defenseman, obviously. Right. But like Austin Matthews is like the future for Toronto, and they lost in the first round the last two years. Similar circumstances to the Bruins, they lost to the Capitals last year, and the Capitals were better. But like I don't know, another game seven this year, they like fight back from three one and then lose. Austin Matthews really didn't do much in the series. Like that is exactly the circumstance. I'm glad that the Bruins don't have, which yeah. is like young player, presumably the future of the franchise, and they're like. Right off the rip, like choker. Can't get out know? of the first round. And yeah. especially like they were up in game seven and just handed it back. Right. You right. know, and that's the kind of thing that Couple can times. stay with a team and a young player, to your point, especially with such a rabid fan base. Like yeah. people talk about Boston being a hard town to play sports in. Like I can't imagine being a young hockey player in any of those Canadian cities. Yeah, well, cities. Toronto specific. I mean, Toronto is like... They got nothing else. Generational yeah. suck. Like they yeah. haven't won a cup since like the 60s. I, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Because I always think of Toronto being like the powerhouse team and like... Oh, yeah. I, I think they're an original six. I mean, they, and it's like, oh, they absolutely are. They're like the shit. Yankees of hockey, except yeah. they just without the winning. <laughs> I mean, I guess the Canadians are really the Yankees of hockey, but like yeah. they're like the Dallas Cowboys of hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're like fucking Canada's the team. team. Yeah. Anyways, so they won. Any hot takes on the Celtics game seven? No. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, on that one, it's like they took care of business, right? Exactly. Like, the Bruins one felt like a coin flip. Yeah. Had the Celtics lost, it would have been like, what the fuck? I think. Anyways. It, yeah, I agree. You know, I think they went into that game seven. And I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just cutting the Celtics so much 
slack right now because like what are they playing with they've got like scrubs out right, there like right you know they're playing the bench as their starters and you know so i look at it and they won and they won well like mm-hmm. it didn't feel close oh comfortable win yeah when you were looking 15 at it points basically throughout yeah they held them to where they needed to hold them like al horford played great and like that's who needs to step up in mm-hmm. the, this series marcus smart is back and like having an impact and that's great um you know and I, we expected them to win that first series they did we expected it to be a long series like we didn't expect them to just crush you know uh the books thanks oh i was like i can't think of their name um and they did so you know the series went like as expected yeah which to to me is like no hot takes to that like yep (laughs) it's hard to get super nervous about a game seven i think when like every team has just won at home and just like yeah like you would say scratch held throughout the throughout the series like one thing too like i feel like young players in the nba can't win on the road like I I was at the Celtics game last night, game one against the 76ers, and it's no like yeah. all that all there is is like young players in the in the Eastern Conference, basically, except for the Cavs. Like it's all teams with like young talent. Because they're all having to rebuild in order to try to take on the West. Yeah. Like all of those, you know, great players, those established players, they're starting to go to the Western Conference for some stupid reason right and now the eastern conference is kind of like rebuilding themselves yeah and the, and the, the talent and, is there like yeah. there's tons of talent on these teams but it just seems like young kids in right. the nba just can't win on the road like i was watching ben simmons last night joel Embiid. like they were just didn't have it you know and maybe hopefully someday they will and i fully expect game three and four in philly for jason tatum and, and uh you know to struggle etc to yeah. not win right <laughs> and look bad you know like you could book it like game three philadelphia philly's gonna roll like it's just i don't know yeah it's kind of the way you know i think you talk about like the sixth man in basketball and like the home team really has an advantage with like the crowd getting into it and like feeling excited and energized yeah you get better calls when you're the home team yeah it's just an it's an interesting dynamic to basketball so all that leads me to uh my central question for this week yeah for you melissa Okay. Uh, so both teams move on to the second round. Yeah. Bruins are playing the higher seeded Tampa Bay Lightning, of course. Celtics are playing technically the lower seeded 76ers, but obviously the Celtics built that number one seeding with Kyrie Irving. And, yeah, with very different. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> basically, the question is this: Are 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 either or both teams like at the point where they've achieved expectations and everything else is gravy? Like, are they playing with house money at this point, mm-hmm. or what's your take? Celtics are playing with house money. You think so? I think they've achieved expectations for what they have. Like if Kyrie was still playing. Totally different. It's a whole different conversation. The, you know, now Jalen Brown's out with that hamstring thing. And it like Marcus Smart probably still isn't a hundred percent. And then Kyrie's not there. And I'm like, okay, you're playing with house money at this point. The young kids are like showing what they have. They're getting out there. They're playing hard. You know, they're not just like, woe is us and like letting themselves get rolled. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like whatever wins they have from here, it's all it's all bonus. So so they lose to the 76ers and you're you're cool. You're fine. I'm, I'm cool. They keep playing hard. I'm cool. If they just like start phoning it in, that yeah. I think leads to a bigger problem of like motivation and you know, you would like this point. Like that speaks to the coach's ability to yeah, keep them yeah, engaged yeah. and involved. Ooh, I <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think that leads to bigger questions just about their abilities in the future. All right. So Celtics, in your estimation, have achieved expectations. They're yeah. good. Every, every, any, anything else, any other success from here yeah. is just gravy. Yeah. What Bruins? The Bruins, I feel like I'm, I need more. 
I'm still waiting for more. Do you need more because you're hooked on the Bruins playoff <laughs> experience or do you actually expect them to beat the Lightning? Based on the way they played the Lightning the second half of this season, I expect them to beat the Lightning. Nice. They should be able to take four out of seven games nice. from the Lightning. They took like three out of four in the season. They sure did. So they- I don't see why you can't take four out of seven. I don't know why that match just got Quick really hard math. for yeah, me. Yeah, that got gun. real turned around there. I am a girl. I'm you a girl. came out on the uh, you know. I know I right came up strong and then I <laughs> I just fell apart there. Uh, I am hooked on the, I do like hockey. I am a bigger hockey fan than a basketball Sure, and playoff hockey is untouchable. Oh my yeah. god. It's the most exciting thing so, to watch. So so if the Bruins lose to Tampa, you're pissed. You're you're the, you, yeah. you give them a uh, did not achieve expectations if they lose to Tampa. Correct. And let's just assume that it's a hard fought series it goes six or seven whatever sure if they lose in the next round i'll probably say like okay you achieved expectations in my mind now yeah okay but fair enough like you lose in the eastern finals i'm gonna give you a little more latitude like you're down to the top four teams you know the team that you're playing is not a scrub team either not that tampa is but i just think like based on the way the series went in the season my expectation is that you should be able to beat tampa interesting you should be in their head i think they yeah side side take i think they are in tampa's head i actually feel the opposite on both fronts really yeah tell me why well i I think the celtics uh, are very evenly matched with the sixers just like up and down the roster okay like i think they're basically even talent wise and they have home court like again, NBA home court is huge. Sure. And like all they need to do is not lose at home and they beat the Sixers. Okay. So if they lose to them, that would mean that they lose a home game. And like that to me is like, eh, I just don't see any reason why that should happen, you know? <laughs> okay. So I actually think that the I think the Celtics should win. If they lose to the if they lose to the Sixers, I'll be like, mm, did not achieve expectation. Interesting. Every so so the next round after that, yeah, conference finals, gravy. Go up against LeBron, presumably, like sure. gravy, gravy, gravy. It's all good. But I, I don't, yeah. I mean, I just don't see any reason why they should lose a home game to Philly. Uh, as for the Bruins, yeah, they're on the road. I mean, like, it's tough yeah, but right they now. They already won game one, which I means know, now they true. have swung home ice they advantage home to ice. themselves. That's true. And I, I, it's close. Like, I'm not like hard <laughs> on. Mad about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like hard hard like if they lose it's fine like i'm not fine i'm never be fine but like if they do like just look like they're the lower seed like tampa is was like wire to wire the better team than the bruins when they played in like the couple last few weeks of the season the bruins certainly looked like the better team but that last time that they played the bruins got wiped off the ice sure four but they were in like whatever. a fucking downward spiral at that point yeah, well, which is why the bruins are the lower seed and that's what irritates me is that they held right they won the games they needed to win to have uh, the outcome in their own control. Mm-hmm. And then they screwed it up and just like choked the last yeah. two weeks of the season. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I can't accept that. I just don't. I didn't look. I didn't go into this playoffs with the Bruins being like Eastern Conference finals or bust. You know what I mean? I was saying second round or bust. So I'm just, I'm just going to hold with that. So if they lose, I won't be like, I won't look back on this and look at it as a failure. I don't think. Assuming they don't just get embarrassed. Like, again, this is all presuming that it's like a hard-fought series sure. and they Which, go back and forth and it goes six or seven. They've played two games and all indications would be that it will be a hard-fought series. Exactly. And like, both teams have come to play. Exactly. I would love, obviously, I would love to see them go to the go, go to the next round. It'd be great. Yeah, and I, to, to your point earlier, I do think that there is st- this strange element where they seem to just either be in Tampa's head or they just match up well. I don't know. Like, on paper, you would think they would match up 
worse. Yeah, agreed. Than they did with Toronto, but Toronto's kind of had their number all year, uh, and Tor- like, yeah. I don't know. They were just a. I guess I don't know. Toronto is to the Bruins what the Bruins are to Tampa. I guess so. They're the lower seed that just which like is fucks strange with them though because because t- Tampa to me seems like Toronto with a defense. Right, which like should they can, indicate they have the, just as much firepower, yeah, but their defense speed. doesn't suck. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, I'll take it. I think Tuka Rask isn't intimidated by the by the by the Lightning. Like I agree. Something he he looked like a different guy on Saturday. Like from Game Seven to Game One. Yeah. Oh my God. I think he that changed his pads. Did you hear that story? I did not hear. He got that all story. new pads. Tuka Rask did. Look at him. He said, "Fuck this first round bullshit pads. These smell like losing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get new ones." And he got all new pads. The people at Bauer must have been happy. Yeah. It'll be a big sale for them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. He got new pads. <laughs> and, then he, and then he played well. I don't know. Whatever works, man. Luck of the pads. Yeah, whatever works. You want to be all fucking Nomar Garcia Power up there yeah. fiddling with your equipment? Fine. Whatever works. <laughs> whatever gets you that double in the gap. How'd you, how'd you feel about Tuka in game two? Again, humble brag. Uh, missed most of game two uh, of the Bruins because yeah, yeah. I was uh, at the Celtics. Courtside for the Celtics. It was not courtside. I was like, I don't know. I saw your seats. I, I've been in your seats. Um, I, you know, I I felt like Tuca was actually fine in game two. Yeah. There were yeah, there were a couple of goals he should have grabbed, but like you, okay, every goalie should be able to grab most of the goals that go in because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're giant men and it's not <laughs> a massive net. Like, let's be honest here, and it is like. Event, occasionally one guy is going to beat the other guy. That's yeah. yeah. And I mean, final score was the final four to two, but there was an empty netter. It was an empty so, netter yeah, I mean, he lets in three goals. Yeah, like, like it's not, you know, he didn't get lit up. Right. So I look at that and like, I don't think he was abysmal. There was never a point where you were like, pull him, pull him. Yeah. yeah and yeah. there were a couple of times in the Toronto series where like hot, hot, game seven, we were screaming like, pull him. He can't do it. He's choking under the pressure. Was there any, so my big thing is the uh, like goals let in by Tukarask immediately after the Bruins score. Were there yeah. any of those? No. Okay. Well, that's good. In fact, the opposite happened. Ah. Tampa Bay scored, and then within the minute, the Bruins knocked one in. Nice. That's what made it three-two. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, like, yeah. Again, like if you let in three goals in a playoff game and none of them were those like backbreakers, I'm, I'm yeah. fine with that. And he looked really good in game one. So like, right. if he can keep that going, then. Uh, like that's, that's a big problem right that they, is solved right they need him to be like by the pads serviceable and like predictable in the net and like not giving up those crazy goals to your point or like i don't know falling asleep while the bruins are scoring yeah just, just let one in just don't those suck like he just, he, he just needs to not suck fucking, that's really it yeah like he just can't be bad like, he doesn't even need to be spectacular he just can't be bad right, exactly serviceable yeah and like the one of the things in the uh in the first game, like in the opening, like right off the rip first period, like Tampa Bay was like shot out of a cannon and like Tuca, you know, you could say like kept them in, like he made some big saves in the opening sequence of that game. Mm-hmm. You would like the conventional like hockey wisdom would say that like, Oh, well Tampa has been sitting for a week and Bruins come off a of game seven. So you can like catch them flat footed or whatever, but like not the case. Uh, Bruins kind of got like stepped on in the first like 10 minutes of that first period in game one and like Tuka kept a minute which is good right if he can just play well they're That's all what good they need. my boy fucking Rick Nash got on the board oh, finally. finally two goals in game oh, one. Oh my god finally 
That's another huge thing. Like if that second line can get going, because the first line has been fucking phenomenal. Yeah, Pasternak, Marsha, right. and Bergeron. You has can't been like, ask for a better first line. I mean, they're just, they're, they're as good as they have been and should yeah. be. And like, that's great. You could put them up against any other team's first line and feel great about your yeah. chances. But a lot of teams have one good line and right. the rest kind of, it, there's a steep <laughs> drop off. Like if the, the crazy are at home if, right now, if yeah. the crazy <laughs> Nash debrusque thing yeah. can like really get cranked up, then like uh, now we're fucking, now we're fucking talking. Yeah. Because now you're rolling out two strong lines constantly. And like their third and fourth lines aren't terrible. They've like moved people around on them, which I think Bruce Cassidy has finally agreed to stop doing that. Like he had knocked Rick Nash down. The the third third line line tends to be the fucking jack around line. Leave it alone. Backus line. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Rick Nash getting on the board with two goals. Like that's huge for him because he is a goal scorer. Like that's what you needed was that production off the second line from him. It gives DeBrusque a little more confidence now too because. Defense has to watch all three forwards yeah. coming at them and not just like the one guy that's been scoring all the goals. How much do you love Jake DeBrusk? So much. Me too. He's like a young little heartthrob. He, he is kind of dreamy. On the cover of Teen Beat or something. <laughs> he is. He is kind of dreamy. I love, he's, he's got that going for him. Like David Pasternak looks like a skinny ogre child. Yeah. 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 He looks like raised in the woods and it's just going to like McAvoy, club you with Charlie that McAvoy, it looks like he has like little Debbie's mini muffin in his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, so from accurate. a, uh, from a, uh, like some, you know, uh, high school girl up in Revere wh- whose poster she's going to have on her wall. <laughs> you know, DeBrusque Jake DeBrusque in the running. You yeah. know what I love about Jake DeBrusque on a serious note? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not really about him so much. It's more about like, it gives me faith in the Bruins ability to like pick players. The fact that Jake DeBrusque is good. Like he's not particularly big. He's fast, but he's not the fastest. He's like got a good shot, but he doesn't have the best shot. He's not Ryan Donato. He's not like a sniper. Yeah. Like there's nothing about him that like, is an obvious pick. They drafted him 14th overall a few years ago. There's a high draft pick like in the hockey draft is like, who the fuck knows who these guys Nobody are? Knows. Cause it takes them a few years to like get to the, the NHL generally. Okay. But like, I just like feel good that they were able to identify. And I don't know anything about and like, like hockey prospects, but I can just see them when they come up to the, to the NHL level that like I've something's working in the and in, in the in the Bruins front office because they were able to figure out that Jake DeBrus is really fucking good. Yeah, and it's not like he's just like physical attributes are like jump off the page, you know? Right, and he has upside. Yeah, they're like, like able like, to predict, you know, where a player will end up, like yeah, what the yeah, ceiling yeah. looks like on that kind of player. Right, right, and it's like you know I feel the same way sort of about like like the basketball draft, right? Like they the the, the Celtics saw something in Jason Tatum more so than the other guys. It wasn't like he's just the biggest or the fastest or the strongest. Like, yeah. you know, if you draft Joel Embiid, who's like seven fucking one sure. and like a monster, it's like, well, yeah, duh. Any team could draft <laughs> that. It's obvious right. why you would want that, you know? Well, it's interesting because Danny, I think, still takes heat for his draft picks. And Sometimes. Pe- people get like pissed, like they had the third pick and everyone's like, why, why are you picking him? And it's like, well, he, he, Danny Ainge is like the head of basketball operations. Maybe mm-hmm. we should just trust that he knows what he's looking right, at and right, has right. like a very smart group of people that are giving him information that he needs. And, and that, to your point, like you can't just take the biggest guy. Like right. that's the guy that goes out with knee problems in two years and you never hear from him again. Or yeah, he's Shaq and then your whole franchise <laughs> is set up forever. But he might yeah, be Greg Oden and you never right. fucking know. Greg Oden. I couldn't think of his name. I kept wanting to call him Shrek. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, 
This transitions us right into a, another topic of this week. Yeah. We just sort of flirted, flirted with the idea that draft talk is stupid. It is. Uh, NFL draft. Yeah. Uh, transpired <laughs> this past weekend. Listen, all you need to know about the NFL draft is that a woman dressed as a pirate made a pick. Excuse me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I held that one a nugget on so I could surprise you with it. Uh, explain, please. <laughs> Tampa Bay? Apparently the third round was like, I don't know, the wild, wild west cabaret style <laughs> draft picks because, yeah, Tampa Bay, they said they were going to have a parrot do it. No parrot. A woman with a parrot. Parrot okay. didn't even talk. That's I would have been let down. very impressed if a parrot made their pick. Me too. Imagine if the parrot picked the wrong thing, though. Yes. So anyway, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> I can't imagine because it's a fucking animal right. speaking English. So a woman dressed as a pirate. Yeah. Makes their third round pick. How'd that like go over crowd wise? I, I booze, don't cheers, laughs, awkward silence. I think weird silence probably. Yeah. I don't think she was in the arena. I think she was you're like, tr- you're on telling video. me that you weren't watching the sixth round of the draft live. Uh, you coward. Third round. <laughs> third round. Let me correct you. It was not some throwaway round. It was a third round of the draft. Mm. Yeah, that seems goofy and hokey and stupid. San and Francisco also had like R2-D2 make their pick. What? I don't even get the what? tie in there. Why? I don't know. Because it was... Uh, I don't even know what was happening. Yeah, this is all very stupid. It was some kind of like Sunny and Cher comedy hour. Is that trying to get people to watch the third round of the draft? I guess, maybe? I guess. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, all you need to know about the draft. Though, as far as the Patriots, happens. as far as the Patriots go, yeah. you and I had been talking about how they had five picks in the top one hundred. Five mm-hmm. picks in the top one hundred. Mm-hmm. They made two of them. <laughs> the top two. They made yeah, that's true. That's a good point. They did make their first two picks Finally. at like whatever and whatever. The second one was like thirtieth. I think. Yeah, I think in twenty three. Uh, yeah, twenty one. Yeah, yeah, because it was the Brandon Cooks pick. That's the, yeah. the, the the first rounder from uh, the char- uh, the, the Rams. Rams. But yeah, so they drafted a guard and a running back. They did not draft a quarterback, and they didn't draft anybody between picks 50 and like 150. They passed on 100 players. I think they drafted a quarterback in like a way later round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like for all intents and purposes, there was no future of the franchise pick in this draft. Jimmy G could have been the future of the franchise, and he wasn't picked in the first round. That's true. He was a second rounder, though. Reasonably high. I don't know if you've heard this before, but Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. Oh, was he? Yeah. I've so, never so you heard that you before. You just don't know where people are going to end up. You don't. You don't. I'm happy with it. I was okay with it. I would have allowed you to see him draft a little more on defense. They got a running back and a fucking big fat guy. They also <laughs> traded some pick to San Francisco for another big fat guy, which is great. Like offensive line. Yeah, you need that. That's they cool. They need some. Uh, but you know what? Oh. team no quarterback yeah, no. won the day. Sure. Dumb. So suck on that. <laughs> uh yeah, they ended up drafting some linebackers in like the later rounds again, which they, linebacker was a position of need. For they sure. needed some linebackers. Like you don't know what Hightower is going to come back with since his like mm-hmm. chest muscle is ripped apart. Yeah. Um, yeah, they drafted or they drafted a guard and traded for a guard and they do need help on the offensive line, but they need a left tackle. And yeah. like, I, I'm sure Dante looked at them and said, this guy can play left tackle or a guy that we already have can play left tackle. But I just thought it was weird that they didn't go for that, like, more specific certified position. Yeah, yeah. like a guy that, you know, can put that hand down and make a tackle on that side. I think the dude that they did get is like what you what you'd call a swing tackle who could like technically play both sides. When I hear that, I I hear that he's not not good really at, good at one yeah. or the other. But <laughs> maybe that's just how I'm wired for negativity. But that's what I hear, too. So. 
Uh, yeah, so like it was that dude, uh, Isaiah Wynn was the big guard dude, uh, who apparently is going to play tackle. I don't know, whatever. And then Sony Michelle, who's yeah. the running back, which is interesting. I, w- I don't think anybody predicted they'd take a running back with a first no, round pick. Definitely not. That might be a fun. shocker. I don't know. We'll see. I like his name. Sony Michelle. Yeah. It's very nice. It's very I can't French. wait to hear all the people who call into talk ra- radio who call him Sonny Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Of everybody. Yeah. Every yeah, Mike I want to talk about Sonny Rivera. Michael. Yeah. Uh, how many touches do you think he's going to get out of the backfield this year? We got Burkhead. And... Anyways. Yeah. So I don't really have any takes on the NFL draft. I think that draft talk is like some of the stupidest sports radio shit in like general coverage you'll ever hear. I mean, who even knows? Like who's going to end up being on the team or like if these guys even... Yeah, you know, make a starting lineup. Or, Who the fuck it's knows? Too, and like, do you even remember when you get to the start of the season? Like, oh, that's that guy that I drafted at thirty. Yeah, I don't. Not I'm really. Like, I wonder where that guy came from. I remember. <laughs> I'll I'll keep my eye on the top two. Yeah, the quarterbacks. You want to see which of the quarterbacks ends up, but that doesn't necessarily pertain to the Patriots. Can I ask you another question? Sure. Draft related. Okay. Off the board. Oh boy. So to speak. <laughs> uh, so Patriots, as you know traded uh jimmy garoppolo for a second round pick in this year's draft yeah they when that pick came up the patriots traded that second rounder for like a fourth and a next year's second and then i think they traded that next year's second yeah. for something they like did they like, basically did a shell game so you can never trace back jimmy g to anything well so that's my question do you think i mean it's obvious that it is more difficult now to trace back the return for jimmy g but the question is do you think that was intentional like smokescreen or just that's just how it went down I think that's just how it went down. I, you know, I think we all look at Bill Belichick and think he's like this evil genius. Yeah. But I don't think he puts that much thought into it because I think he's confident with his decision. And like, yeah. And honestly, he didn't want to trade Jimmy. So if it ends up being trash, what they get for him, I think he'd be like, yeah, fuck you. We shouldn't have traded him. We already had a great player. That's a good point. He did. He was the one that executed the trade, though. He didn't yeah. want it. That's true. But right. then he like. Did he made it? So sure. I, yeah, I actually didn't think about that element of it. Like, why would he care? He might look better if they ended up getting crap in return. Yeah, it's like, look, see, there's no one in the draft. We should have kept Jimmy. Mm-hmm. There was no reason not to. That's a good point. Yeah, I, it, Bobby just didn't want to pay him. Honestly, God, prior to this year's Super Bowl, I would have been like, Belichick's not that petty. <laughs> but now, <I'm> <laughs> but like at this point, I'm like, uh, maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe he's that. His petty. legacy cemented. He doesn't give a shit. He's like just taking everyone else down with him now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So it, it, it's definitely true that it's going to be much harder to sort of trace back the origins of that yeah. pick. But someone will do it. Not impossible. and we'll know. Yeah, I mean, it's someday. not impossible to figure th- it out. You figure next year he's going to trade some of those picks out too. He's going to end up turning Jimmy G into like an entire 53-man roster. Well, so the conspiracy theorist would say that that is done so that like casting a wide net so you could eventually on the other side of that yeah. trade say, oh, well, true. so-and-so came from that Garoppolo pick, so it's all good. Yeah, you know, look like, at how great he turned out next, to be. you know, fifth round pick turned star player Julian Edelman, Tom Brady type comes yeah. from that like, you know, tree of yeah. picks. Somewhere in that web. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm not really sure whether it's like intentional or not, but I mean, they traded out of the entire second round. So it's like not right. like just that just pick. that pick was like split and divided and like <laughs> shuffled all around. Like yeah. they clearly didn't see anything they liked in there. Right. And t- from everything I've heard from people that are much smarter than me about this stuff, there wasn't anything great in there, especially for a team like the Patriots. According that, to like, the Patriots anyways. Yeah. But I mean, they they aren't they don't have 17 positions that they need a new starter for sure right so i think if you're the patriots you're like we're not gonna waste the 
money yeah, and they the picks. Anything they liked. I guess on these guys, we're like. not desperate. We're not Cleveland picking first and fourth. Right, right, right. Yeah, I get frustrated by the draft. I don't know. I the only thing I like when it when you can see like clear direction from the draft, which is rare. Like they take some people for now, some people for the future. They, you know, I mean, it's yeah. like uh, this was one of those drafts that was just like you don't really know what they're. Like, there's nothing to really discern from who they picked, right? Because they don't need anything. There wasn't like it wasn't like a clear win now mentality. It wasn't a total punt for the future. So, like, whatever. Screw the draft. See you in fucking September. Yeah. We'll see where you end up. Uh, you know what I'm psyched about? What, the lightning round? Uh, that. Oh. And first. this the week that is going to follow this yeah. recording yeah. is going to be fucking awesome. Want to know why? Yeah, I do. Because the Celtics and Bruins are off of this fucking... They're syn- they got synced up. Uh, I, I hate when they're synced. Yeah, they got synced up on Saturday. Yeah. Two games, one day. Synced. synced last night, Monday night. Now they're it's separated. Oh, they go unsynced. So we're every other oh, for the rest of the way. God. And it's presumably going to be two series that go pretty yeah, far. Yeah, pretty down um, the line. Wouldn't be surprised if they both go seven. So Me like either. starting on... Tomorrow night. Tomorrow Bruins night. Play. Tomorrow night. Bruins, Celtics, Bruins, Celtics, Bruins, Celtics oh, all the way through. Thank God. Fuck yeah. I hate when they're synced. Yeah. You end up like... The sync jammed me last night hard. Because you got too much emotion on one night and nothing on the next. I know. I know. I was actually on Sunday night. I think that was the draft. I was like sitting at home and I was pissed off. Yeah. Because there was nothing. There was nothing. There was neither. I was like, how? Yeah. How can that fucking... (laughs) How can both of our teams be in the... The playoffs, and I have no game to watch. Outrageous. Not you. Sunday night, you probably didn't even have a Red Sox game to watch. I don't know what I did. Literally nothing. Just fucking stared at the wall. All right, you want to get to this fucking lightning round? I do. All right, great. We got to go fast. We got like ten questions this week. Oh god, we went from having no questions to having too many questions. (laughs) Oh my god, my favorite part of the series. Of the Bruins series so far. Yeah. Tukarask lost a skate blade in game one. The play resulted in a goal and Tuka chucked the blade across the ice in disgust with the refs because he was signaling trying to get them to stop play. Turns out in the rule book that you cannot stop play because right. of an equipment malfunction, right. which we know now. Unless it's the mask. Goalie mask is the one exception. Sure. It, that's a, a safety risk, I would imagine. For sure. Uh, what were your thoughts on the play? Uh, yeah. My thoughts on the play were sort of like that at the fr- well at first i was just confused but i mean yeah. at the end of the day upon closer inspection of the rule to grasp tough titties like sorry yeah. buddy uh Figure i your shit out i kind of like sort of blame the goal on him a little bit because he was just trying to get the ref's attention to blow the whistle when that's not the rule like the goalie should know that that's not the rule and like i don't know he could have gotten over to the other post Right. And I don't know. Yeah. Like just, or (laughs) at least waited for like the, the tempo was on a power play at that point. So like they weren't going to fucking blow the whistle in the offensive zone of the other team during a power play because the goalie skate is fucked. So like, I thought it was also hilarious when he chucked it and I was happy to see that he was pissed off and I was laughing my ass off when he was making his way to the bench, trying to be so indignant, still pissed moving to the bench, but he's on one leg and like just hobbling and slipping and Chara pushes him and then he almost falls. It was just like, he was trying so hard to be like, I am furious, but he just looks so pathetic. It's like what like a little kid is having a temper tantrum and they're like trying to be mad, but they like can't stand up because they're all wobbly. And it's like, Oh, poor two. It was like the equivalent of like, yeah, like a little kid trying to punch you and you hold his head, (laughs) you know, like that kind of thing. So, oh God, I I felt bad because I was laughing so hard watching him try to get off the ice on all fours. That was a good moment. 
Uh, you ready for the next one? I am. Uh, Tom Brady, quarterback for the New England Patriots, was asked in an interview with the creepy Jim Gray <laughs> uh, about whether he feels appreciated with the Patriots. His response was, I plead the fifth. As a follow-up question, he was asked if he was happy, just in general, and his response was, I have my moments. Uh, also, in this interview, he, he confirmed that he wasn't retiring, and then he said he's going to play another couple years. Uh, my question to you is, did this piss you off, or is Tom Brady justified in these responses? He's not justified, first of all. There were a couple other responses he gave that I think like shed a little more light. He talked about like how he has a lot of respect for Bill Belichick and like mm -hmm. he's the best coach he ever played for and the best in the NFL. Great. That's like smoothing over some of the stuff. Sure. But he should have like gone with that message throughout because honestly, his answer didn't piss me off when he said I played the fifth. It made me super uncomfortable. Yeah. If you if you watch the video, it's super awkward. Oh like, my it's God. Not it's as... so weird. And he is just like, ha ha ha, like laughing at his own oh, joke. And God. I was like, I have douche chills. Like I'm, I'm taking on your awkwardness and anxiety. And like, you should have more of that and be like, that wasn't funny. Just he, answer the question. He needs to just stop talking. He needs to stop. He was so much cooler when he never talked to the media. Yeah. Cause then you just look at him and be like, that guy looks cool. Mm -hmm. But now that you hear him talk, you're like, that guy touchdowns and supermodels, man. Not great. Not interviews. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think his major was English. It definitely wasn't public speaking. It's just embarrassing. And yeah. it, oh God, it doesn't. And also stop whining. Oh, I know for fuck's stop sake. Stop whining. Your life is perfect. Right. What do you want, Tom? Yeah. I, I don't understand. You're appreciated. The fans love you, but you're, you're actually eroding that with your behavior and your weirdness. And I'm like, you are the greatest quarterback of all time. But like, mm, I'd rather listen to like, Troy Aikman talk who like does not make me uncomfortable even Peyton Manning who's like in a commercial and is funny yeah oh no no, no. you're right it's he, more likable he's at got this like point comedic timing Tom. and some feel for public speaking and yeah. Tom Brady has neither of those two things none of them uh moving on uh Xander Bogarts hit a grand slam on Monday night against the shitty Royals to propel the Sox to a 10-6 victory the Sox have six grand slams this year incredible the Royals have seven wins <laughs> That's not great in case you're keeping score at home. Uh, does this power get you super torqued up? And do you think the Red Sox are back? Uh, the power does get me torqued. Nice. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if the Red Sox are back, but I certainly hope they are. If they can keep power like this up, like, uh, you know, and it's been cold and rainy and mm -hmm. shitty, like, you know, that's not like good hitting weather. Like the ball starts leaving the park a little bit more in the, in the yeah. summer months when the air warms up and shit. So like, fuck yeah. If they can like have power again, then that's huge. Isn't this like classic Red Sox though to like play really great when nobody win, has time to watch? Win in April, yeah, when nobody's watching or paying when attention or being watching, critical. Yeah, yeah, the playoffs. So that's anyway. why I'm sort of suspending my full torque. I don't blame you. Uh, speaking of baseball, Joe Kelly fighting Joe Kelly. <laughs> uh, he got uh, dinged for six games, six yeah. game suspension for that brawl with Austin Tyler. Tyler Austin? What the fuck is that guy's name? Tyler. Austin. Whatever the Yankee. Yeah, yeah. I. Got, spun his name around on this uh you know what it is there's a uh i think it's a montreal no a toronto a bruins player that has like the opposite name yeah and it i said a toronto bruins player a toronto bruins yeah no i get what you're saying anyway cut that out cut so that out. joe kelly got suspended <laughs> after hitting uh the yankee who then he fought with yeah uh on sunday he watched the red sox game from the bleachers he bought a ticket and sat in the bleachers is this cool or is joe kelly hamming up his like stupid tough guy thing too much at this point he's hamming it up too much agreed you're in the you're in the right field bleachers with the 
families. It's like a Sunday afternoon yeah. game. You're not out there with like the hardcore Red Sox drinking, fighting fans. You're probably in the non-alcohol section <laughs> in the right field bleachers. <laughs> like the family friendly section. <laughs> yeah. You're not the fucking people's champ, Joe Kelly. Yeah. Just like you got in a fight and like that was cool, but just shut up about you, it. Probably no one even knew who you were. He probably had to wear his own jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, same, same. Uh, whatever committee is in charge of naming streets in Boston agreed this week to change Yaki Way back to Jersey Street. Does this bother you? And, uh, does that solve racism now? Uh, racism still a problem, in, oh, even though they bummer. changed the name of the street. Uh, <laughs> so it, close. This doesn't actually <laughs> bother me. Or it's like when Apple made the uh, multi skin colored emojis. Yeah. It's like, oh, racism is oh, fixed. Perfect. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. So this doesn't really bother me. I actually think it's cool. I think it's good of the Red Sox to not have swung it in the other direction and called the street like Freedom Way yeah, or yeah, Equality yeah. Way because it would yeah. be just like the Red so Sox pandering. to do some corny bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. Just switch it back. The, the thing, like the dude was a fucking wicked racist and sure. like sort of a black mark on the history of the team. He also never won anything. Right. The whole curse right. existed in Tom Yaki's ownership. Like we're not like if we're going through uh, owners in the in the history of all the franchises in Boston, like Tom Yaki, I don't know. What did he ever fucking win? Nothing. Andy was super racist. There's just no reason to have a street right. named after that person. So we're like, celebrating for longevity. Jersey Street. Fantastic. Yeah, great. You can hang a bunch of jerseys. You're right. Up. It is just longevity more so than anything else. Yeah. And people that are that don't like this are like, well, he started the foundation and the Yaki Foundation. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's why they have a Yaki building at fucking Beth Israel right. named after him. He has plenty. Yaki, the Yaki name is all over the city of Boston. It doesn't need to be the name of that street. Agreed. Next. <laughs> uh, I lost my place. Oh, jo- more baseball. Yikes. I'm getting all the douche questions. <laughs> I hate everybody. It's what we're learning. Johnny Damon is a name you probably haven't heard in the news very often over the last 10 years or so, uh, is featured in the all-athlete cast of Dancing with the Stars this season. He is an adult man with a mohawk, <laughs> and he wore an actual baseball uniform with JD as the logo in his debut performance. And my question to you is, why does this make me so uncomfortable? Uh, because you said it right there. He's a grown man with a mohawk. Yeah. A four-year-old should have a mohawk. Or like... I don't know, the lead singer of Guar or something. I can't even think of a band that's better. Good pull. But, yeah, thank you. Um, uh, he needs to just let it go. Like that that whole group of them, that like Dirt Dogs, Red Sox group. Yeah. They need to like hang it up. Yeah. Like no one is into your like act anymore. Right, I right. think of like him and Kevin Millar. They just they and sp- uh, make me... Oh God, everyone is making me uncomfortable here. <laughs> Johnny Damon also attended the Tom Brady School of Public Speaking yes, and comedic oh timing. Like he's God. a wicked stiff. Like he's got he's no dumb. touch. Like he <laughs> no didn't touch. fully evolve. It's why his forehead looks like that. That's always his problem. <laughs> All right, next. Um, Kentucky Derby is this weekend. Do you care? Do jockeys creep you out? You gonna have a mint julep? No, yes, no. Oh, nice. No, I don't really care. <laughs> jockeys kind of freak me out. Uh, and I've never had a mint julep in my life. Maybe I'll try one. You're not missing The Kentucky Derby is the type of thing that like on that day, I'll be like, oh yeah, right. And then, I don't know, whatever. Best two minutes in sports. I guess so. Maybe. Just ask NBC. You gambling on it? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know anything about horse racing to gamble on it. Yeah, nobody does. And I don't support animals being used in those fashions oh, i thought you're just full stop i don't support animals period. <laughs> period get all the fucking animals out of here put them to work yeah no i get remember there was a couple years ago that a horse like 
like broke, broke its leg, leg. Yeah, on yeah, the track yeah, yeah, and that was fucked we, up. they like put a curtain around it and i was like we all know what's happening and i don't <laughs> like it i get well, i don't like it yeah oh, great i get a go ahead ask me your next question i'm just what? kidding no that's not a douche question Th- yeah it is oh no uh no you got a good one oh, so the next question is uh ryan shazier who yeah. i think he's a linebacker for no he's a corner or safety yeah. some defensive player so the last the time we saw him you might recall he got wicked concussed yeah he was uh, laying in a playoff game with the Steelers. So Ryan Chazier made an appearance at the NFL draft this weekend. He walked under his own power to the podium, but was clearly struggling to do so. And basically like barely walking. Yeah. It looked like he needed a walker, but like just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it just me or were you like, was I the only person that was like way underestimating the severity of this injury? Like I had no idea that it was so bad that he could like barely walk. Yeah. Definitely not just you months later. Yeah. I was also equally surprised and, terrified yeah, I, you know terrifying. i think seeing it you know this game that we like love and we watch and we like yell at the tv and but then you see like a real world consequence like that like before your eyes and we hear about cte a lot but you don't you don't see that like when a player is like interacting right with the public right um to and th- I think that's part of the reason that CTE is like kind of the weird enigma that it is because it's not really seen. It's right. felt and like the family, you know, it's a, sure. it's a brain disease, it's a neurological disease. But like this is like a bodily injury right. that's like, holy fuck. Like you see that guy walking down the street and realize, you know, the, the risks involved oh, man. with those guys that are out there doing this week after week yeah. after week. That was scary as fuck. Yeah, it sure was. All right, back to the douches. Good for him, though. I'm glad that he is walking. Oh, oh hell yeah. Great. But, uh, UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen was selected 10th overall by the Arizona Cardinals. With They had the shittiest hats, too. Look it up if you haven't. Noted. Yeah. Noted. Uh, he's a bit of a douche in the first place. <laughs> His first press conference said that there were 10 mistakes made before Arizona picked him. Uh, he did walk that back a little because I think someone probably was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But too little, too late. Uh, big time douche or just confident young kid? Nah, big time douche. Yeah. There's nothing douchier than watching like a 20 year old bitch about his draft position. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, fuck off. Yeah, dude, you're drafted in the top 10 of the NFL draft. Like, w- yeah. what are you looking for? Kick rocks, dude. Yeah. No one's one's crying for you. Chip on your shoulder is fine. If you want to have a chip on your shoulder, like that's great. But like to keep that, bring that to the weight room, not to the press conference. Like I don't want to hear that you got slighted when you were picked 10th fucking overall. Uh, Okay. 10th and final question. Yeah. Bonus for me. Uh, Melissa, you may have noticed the Avengers of Infinity War came out this past weekend. I heard. Big old opening. I think it broke some records. Yeah. Uh, I think Give me a hot take on this movie. It was great. I know you're a big MCU person, hence the question in the first place. I am. Because you're also, you're not a big movie person. No. Generally. I don't see a lot of movies. But you're just a big MCU person, which is weird. They have a lot of, you know what? Explain yourself. Okay. All right. How much time do we have? No, they, I like the MCU because they have a lot of energy. They have a lot of jokes. I like jokes with my action movie. They keep me awake. I don't need to pay a super amount of attention and like can follow the story. And what I don't understand, I can just ask the people I work with and they like give me all the detail that yeah, I ask missed. a nerd. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I like have specific. Which uh, you're basically constantly surrounded by at all right, times. I literally just any downtime. I'm like, tell me about the infinity gauntlet. And they just <laughs> ramble on for 25 minutes and I look great. I'm super interested in what everyone's talking about. Yeah. Uh, but then I know a ton of stuff. Um, yeah. And I just thought they went like wire to wire. They didn't waste any bullshit time. 
I think one of the knocks on superhero movies a lot is they like you keep hearing like Batman's origin story. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we got it. His parents got shot in an alley. I don't need it anymore. They didn't waste any time with that. They just jump right into the story. Did not go where I expected it to go at the end. Gotcha. And I actually left texting people being like, what the fuck was that? I'm, I'm so confused. Oh, man, they got you. They got me. I'm ready for May 2019. Those are actually some. Oh, there's another one. Well, oh, it's, there's this always is a two-parter. This is a two-parter. Oh, yeah. God. So you got to wait. I haven't seen it. Well, Maybe I'll go. You should. I'm sure I'll like it Have if I do. I'm not like a hater. Have you seen the other MCU movies? Yeah, I've grazed. There's fucking 18 of them. There's not enough hours You've in had day. 10 years. It's not like they blasted them all into Netflix I yesterday. Like, and I'm like, like, what do you mean you haven't watched them all? I like sports. That takes up a lot of my time. What do you think I'm doing here? I do two things. <laughs> well, I mean, I should do three things. I listen to podcasts. Yeah. Not ours, but other ones. I... <laughs> fact watch mcu movies <laughs> and i pay attention to sports yeah well all right i fit them all in and i have a full-time job Fuck off. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right well that about does it for this week how dare you not, not see all the mcu movies. fucking taking personal shots <laughs> this is our last episode now i'm sorry <laughs> Uh, you can uh, catch us on the internet at Titletown Cast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I was ready this week. Uh, I knew one. <laughs> I will sometimes angrily live tweet games. Sometimes yeah, that's not. always fun. Depends on the stakes. Uh, yeah, well, it's more like catch me in between periods. Uh, you can also listen to us everywhere yeah. on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. All that shit. Google Guy Boston Play. Sports, which is a, a independent local sports blog. You can catch us there as well. Mm. And uh, fucking go beef. See you out there. Should be a good week. All right. Bye. Later. And I have a cool thing. <laughs>